gonna get us recording here, uh, December twenty first, two thousand twenty three. About phones. Uh, when I was on the Air Force base at Barksdale, in the barracks, we had phones in the rooms, and they were having problems with the phone systems. You pick the phone up, and there'd be other people talking. <clears throat> So I picked it up that day, and I'm just listening. These two older ladies, they just going after it, and they've been to church, and you know this, that, and the other, and you see this one's hat, and so forth. And uh, <laughs> then they went on for a bit, and I just listened. I didn't have nothing else to do. <laughs> and one of them said, "Them old cats or something are getting up under my front porch and just carrying on all night." And she said, "Under your porch, yeah." She said, "You need some of that stuff." You know, it's kind of like cross pattern, like X pattern, and, and, and you, you put it up against the sides of the porch so that nothing can get up under there. And she said, yeah, I know what you're talking about. What is that stuff? I can't think of the name of it. And I said, lattice. And one of them said, that's right, lattice. And the other said, yes, it's lattice. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> And then I turned, I just went ahead and told him, I said, you know, I'm just trying to make a call. I'm on the Air Force base out here, you know. All that thrilled them. Now, they were not going to let me off the phone, <laughs> asking all about what it did and the planes and everything. And they just heard them go over all the time. They just loved to watch them. <laughs> it was nice. So on, uh, on our prayer list, uh, a little little fella, there's difficulty in his uh, birth, and uh, he's in, they call it NICU, um, and uh, he's uh, you know, struggling, but uh, his name is Rowan, and um, but I believe that the Lord will bring him through. I remember seeing Chase in that NICU because he was born, you know, premature, and he just like, when he was breathing, it was like a weightlifter pressing 500 pounds every breath he took. You know, so that's where he got them strong lungs from. <laughs> right from the get-go. Yeah, um, but you know, the Lord brought him through it, and I believe baby Rowan will get that same blessing. Let's trust and agree on that. Young lady named Lauren Worley. I think Patrick County, a drunk driver hit her and a young fellow that she was with. Uh, head on the, the the boy's okay he's got a couple broken bones but she's had some bad head injuries and um, i think to lift her up in prayer lauren worley debbie scott on the loss of her son todd for blessings of peace now tommy and joyce king tommy seems well tommy's back on facebook so i believe he's doing good but uh you know, and Joyce has had some troubles as well, so I'm going to have them tonight on our prayer <coughs> list. Prayer team, Gail, Janice, Ruby, um, all of them that pray, been listening to this podcast and seeing this prayer card on our Facebook page. Marcos for his son. President Trump and family, Marta and Charles and Sebron. Children and grandchildren. I'm going to add uh, John, Ruby, and Vassie, and Linda. I usually put them on there because they, they listen to the podcast and pray with us. 
Yeah. Don't Girl, stand too okay. Alley. Yes. Allie. Allie lost her father in February. Jerry and I saw her. She's serving our table at uh, Outback in Greensboro. And she was very sad. It was easy to see. And, you know, these this time, everybody thinks all festive, all, you know, deck the halls, you know. And it's not for everybody. You know, a lot of times it's uh, a difficult time. <clears throat> Because that's when your mind turns to who's not with you this time around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we come together as believers in Christ. We comfort one another, but we can't comfort each other better than he comforts us by his Holy Spirit. President mm-hmm. Trump family, Martyr Charles Seaburn, our children and our grandchildren, <clears throat> Bob prays for Mike and... Uh, while on vacation in California. Anybody going to California needs prayer. Mm-hmm. Pray for unsaved family members. Lord, help Mike with his heart over his sister. Situation in Europe, the Middle East. People have a situation with not having enough for Christmas. And if you can put down Sam. Starting up boot camp again in February. Sam Long. USMC. I think it'll do really well for him. Yeah, he joined the Marines. <clears throat> he's in. I mean, he passed all the tests. He's in. Um, yeah, that's a noble thing. Um, Brittany and James and whatever their needs may be lost loved ones for whom time is running out yes pray for Osman and veterans and the situation in Gaza salvation for all who would be saved protect Protection for Trump. <clears throat> the wicked Democrats exposed. And the wicked Republicans too. Mm-hmm. Sure. While we're at it. The wicked politicians. <clears throat> Lost loved ones. Unsaved family. For Israel. For America. <clears throat> Peace of Jerusalem. John, Ruby, Vassie, and Linda. Let's join hands. As we thank you, God, for this assembly and your presence among us, that two or more are gathered and your word being true, we know you're here. Lord, let us pause just a moment and meditate on that, on being in your presence. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. We lift up these concerns that your will be done. And that you would teach us tonight by your word and by iron sharpening iron. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Someone uh, put something that was on Twitter about uh, something to the effect that 
Well, you can't have a good Bible study at home. Can't do it because this. Or what's the top reasons why they fail? Ours has gone on for 20 plus years. It could fail next week, but I mean, with the Lord's blessing, it won't. It's the same thing as it is with the church. You've got to have church discipline. And what we're doing here right now is more like the early church than any brick and mortar church. They, they gathered in homes, right? We've got mm-hmm. biblical evidence of that. And, um, but you know, someone, and it doesn't have to be just one person, any elder in the group, you know, could politely tell someone, you know, well, if you've got some questions, because one of the top things people are saying is people would ask too many questions. They ask too many questions. Well, it doesn't mean you can't ask some questions. We have had folks who, one or two that just every time you turn around, they're throwing in another question and, and taking you off the, onto a rabbit trail. Now, there are good rabbit trails and there's bad ones. There, if the Holy Spirit says, follow that rabbit trail, and that comes through the direction of a born-again servant of the Lord mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, then you follow that rabbit trail. But you don't follow rabbit trails from people who may not yet have had their salvation uh, secured by baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, two things, we're closing in on Christmas. And you know, and I did a blog post, I meant to share that with some of you. And I, 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 this has been eight years ago, I guess. You know, on the timing of the Lord's birth, and there's plenty of evidence that it could be, and probably in my book is, about this time of year, that's when it was. Uh, he kept the Feast of Lights, <clears throat> uh, John chapter 7. Um, and, and that was uh, Hanukkah. So, so he was there um, at that particular Hanukkah celebration. Now, Hanukkah is certainly a um, December. I mean, it could be late November, but it can be all the way toward the end of December. But... Uh, you know, <coughs> festival of lights and the light of the world. Coincidence? He comes in during that time. We went over the fact that overnight lows in Bethlehem this time of year in the 40s, not too cold. Um, the priestly course is counting. They don't have that down precisely and each of the uh, each of them would serve two priestly courses a year <coughs> that's two weeks at a go and they try to time Jesus' birth from that but they don't they, it, it, there's some uh, muddled water there from the time of Zechariah and on I think that's this little uh, water heater behind me yeah making hot water However, when the temple was destroyed, they do have records. And they can count those priestly courses, all of them, backward until one of them would have landed in such a way that Jesus certainly could have been born in December because Zechariah had just come back from a priestly course and figure, you know, June. When uh, you have... um, or whenever it was, but John the Baptist is uh, six months older. Yeah, six months after uh, 
would have been when Christ was born. The early church fathers didn't question 25 December. One of them, uh, Cyril of Jerusalem, wrote to Rome. And by the record I saw, Rome said December 25th, Jesus of Nazareth, Mary and Joseph. Um, interestingly, uh, <coughs> back calculating when the Maccabeans cleansed the temple, um, and that was like 165 B.C. Um, and I don't know if I'll find this at all, but that's when it was. 165. Uh, they record 25 December, if you put it over to the Gregorian calendar. That's what Charles Ryrie has in his notes. He did not appeal to that as 25 December, birth of Christ, but if that particular date is accurate on the cleansing of the temple, and, it, and, and it's when that oil lasted eight days instead of just one. They only had enough oil for one day. Um, then, again, to me, uh, that, that feels right. But when, when did people start questioning that? Not that recently. Well, I, I should say not that long ago. Recently, they started questioning. So modern. Postmodern era. Um, and what I said in that article was, you know, these scholars, they say this, that, and the other, and, and, and one, they, they keep appealing to it's too cold at night for the shepherds to be out. If you really dig into it, the shepherds were up in the hill, hill country. They weren't down near town during the winter. They came down, and I guess they may have fed hay, from the storehouses near the towns, and yeah, they had to keep uh, the sheep for the for the uh, uh, priest. Yes, yeah. so they were down close. Um, so there too, that's why they may have been close because of the year, because of the timing, uh, the census. Um, when it said when the harvest was finished, as that's when he called for a census. Well, guess when there's not a census then? That's when the harvest isn't finished. June. And it's, and it's barely, sep- it's barely um, finished in September. And yeah. the grape harvest is probably not finished in September. And then they take a little time to get there. Just like today, you've got some time to pay your confiscatory taxes to the government. So, to me, all things point to that. And by that, I'm not saying I'm right, but by that understanding, I can feel a little better about this time of year. And that, you know, we talked about where God depicts himself as an evergreen tree twice in Scripture. So the whole Christmas tree is a pagan idol, goes out the window. I feel a little better about it. Um, so what would be maybe an enemy cause for causing us to say, oh, you're celebrating pagan holiday. Oh, you're celebrating uh, Saturnalia. All this stuff come from two Babylons, Alexander Hislop. It's been debunked almost in its entirety. 
uh, Ralph Woodrow had written a book, sold a bunch of them based on Hislop's writings. Later, he studied more and realized he was wrong. He withdrew that book from the market, even though he was making a lot of money with it. And um, he said, you know, Hislop had a bunch of stuff he just fabricated out of thin air. <clears throat> um, but if we were led to believe we were celebrating some pagan holiday and not really the birth of Jesus because <clears throat> he wasn't even born in December, um, it takes a lot of the joy out of the celebration, for me at least, also speaking for myself. Um, you know, Christmas should be about that. Time in some of the Christmas hymns, Oh, Holy Night, that Christ was born. You know, um, and we're singing that this time of year. And many others. Well, if, if you're going to subscribe to the idea that he wasn't born any time close to December, you feel a little foolish. And I think that was Satan's goal. And spreading confusion about something that even the early church fathers, the ones who were closest to the actual timing of Christ's birth and had some existing records of his birth, they didn't question it. You know, in my article, I said, you know what, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor on August 6th, you know, in a paper I might write. I would get soundly corrected and rebuked, wouldn't I? They weren't rebuked. Early church fathers were not rebuked for saying 25 December. This thing came out a lot later, and a lot of it's based on astrology. All these stars, these planets, these three things lined up on 4 BC. You ever hear this one? And that was the star of Bethlehem. That's not remarkable then, is it? That's just a, a coincidence in space. That's not a star. star That'd be three them. stars. It led them. And this star, Bethlehem, not only did it move, but it stopped. stopped. Yeah. It stopped at that location. An angelic being, most likely. But, um, Probably no, an archangel, right? Could have been. <coughs> but, you know, saying, oh, you know, Jesus, 4 BC. And maybe it was. Maybe it was 4 BC, but it wasn't three stars lining up and making the star of Bethlehem and they're out there following it. Say, oh, look, it stopped. Bull. <laughs> you know? And you can't follow it unless it's close enough to the ground to do that. So there's just been a lot of, uh, you know, I said the way I put it to these scholars, they're, they're handing out all of this stuff that's supposed to be factual information when their true commodity is doubt. Because if they can cause you to doubt. Now see, Satan caused Eve first and then Adam to doubt. Did God really say? So when you feel that, you know, you should feel it in your spirit. When, when something that has had no derision cast <laughs> upon it, all of a sudden is being questioned in the postmodern era and causing you to doubt. Well, heck, I can't. I mean, I fell for it a few years ago. Well, it's been a long time ago. Probably 20 years ago. Well, we better not put a Christmas tree in the house because that's pagan. It says so in the two Babylons. Alexander Hislop. 
Um, I mean, we try, though. We don't just stop there. We try to learn and get, you know, as much information as we can. But I, th- I would just say I would trust what I hope is God's leading on this and that it's perfectly fine and perhaps accurate. I think almost certainly accurate. His birth was about this time. The light of the world came into the world during the Festival of Lights. Hanukkah. There's a lot of coincidences. Similitudes, Hanukkah, and, and uh, the timing of, of our Lord. Um, miracles. So anyway, <clears throat> I'll get off that. Um... I said I was going to do one other thing. I'm going to save that for next week. And I'll go on to QT here. His birth and death, the only human person to ever change the Roman calendar, is it not? That's pretty good. Well, right there. That's pretty good proof. They began counting again after his timing. And I see these so-called seminary muckety-mucks. Oh, theologians with doctor this or doctor that. I'm not I'm not disparaging getting your doctorate in theology. That's fine. But I think insisting on being called doctor, which some of them do, uh, that's pride in my opinion. But um, you know, they 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 want they're they're right in the, they're just eyeball deep in Satan's muck, calling it C E and B C E. Common era and before common era. These are so ministers, uh, Bible teachers, using that, using Satan's idea. Well, we can't honor Christ with this, this BC business. Well, that C stands for Christ. We can't have that. And this AD, uh, I know, don't mean the year of our Lord. No, we can't have that. Can't have no year of our Lord. I, I get right done with anybody. If I start to read somebody's point on something and I see them using BC and BCE, I cut them off. I, I, I know I'm not, <laughs> not going to be drinking from a purified well there. Let's just say that. Now, if they don't claim to be Christians or theologians, and I just still want the information, I'll let, you know, sure. You don't expect them to to have it right, but you do expect people that profess Christ not to shift over to B.C. and B.C.E. My opinion, but there it is. The funny part is they're still going by the same date. <laughs> I know. <laughs> they still are. They couldn't yeah. find a way to mess that up, huh? Well, even the Chinese. Yeah, that's right. You know, they when they celebrate their, their what was it, 50th, 75th year or something, they had uh, 1949 across there. Well, what does that 1949 represent? Well, uh, the year of our Lord. 49 years since the Lord Jesus Christ. 49 years after yeah. departure, correct? Yeah. All right, Earl. Oh, okay. And and, and if you'd like to, to take exception to anything I just viewed off there, it's, it'll now, be taken. The only thing I'm going to say about that, he was born. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. Yeah. yeah. We do know that. Uh, well, he died, but he's alive. So and we know where. We know where. Well, that's not what I want to talk about tonight. And uh, Bob brought something up a couple of weeks ago. And one of my students about Monday night Bible study, uh, or Sunday school, 
and I was teaching on the first resurrection. And after the re uh, service was over, he said, I don't know what the first resurrection means. I don't know what it is. Kind of shocked me. Mm -hmm. But I thought on it again Monday night. And I, after I got through teaching it, he said, I understand it now. But I want to combine who is a saint. And the, we know there's two resurrections, right? But that's going to get in the problem. We're going to understand what happens to the saints at the end of the millennium. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And, and I think that's where a lot of people are confused. But someone go to, Dan, uh, to uh, Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And someone else go to Daniel 7, 21. We'll compare these two notes. I'll go to Daniel. Okay. Wait a minute. And I, say, uh, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Okay, now the word church can be translated saints because the only way a church can be built, now I'm not about the true universal church, is saints, right? Ecclesia. Ecclesia, out of. Yeah. Okay, Daniel 7 21. Now I want you to listen to this. Daniel 7 21 says, I beheld and the same horn. That's the Antichrist made war with the saints and prevailed against them. Okay, what did you just read? The gates of hell will not prevail. What? You said it. What's going on here? That sounds like a contradiction, doesn't it? The gates of hell, he, he overcame the saints, right? Yeah. But Matthew said, Jesus said, Matthew, the gates of hell will not prevail against them. Well, you've got two types of saints right off the bat. I'll tell you, yeah. You've got two types of saints. You with me? Okay. Yeah. Does everyone know what a dispensation is? Yeah. If you don't, well, I'll explain. Please do. A dispensation is associated with an age, A-G-E. They're not the same thing, but you cannot have one without the other. A dispensation is how God deals with people in a time period, in a particular age. In our case, 2,000 years, right? It's been basically 2,000 years. Go, to, to, go, go ahead and go to John 14, 17. Now, you've got four different types of saints. The Old Testament saints, the church age saints, the tribulation saints, and the millennial saints. Okay. Okay? Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for, the, for he dwelleth in you. Stop for just a moment. What, what tense is that? He dwells with you. Present. Okay, go ahead. Uh, shall not be uh, shall not be in you and shall be in you and shall be in you I'm sorry what tense is that? past now, it's future that's future, future tense what kind of two saints you got there the Old Testament saints and the, and the church age saints the church age saints see the Holy Spirit hadn't come at that time the Holy Spirit had not come until the day and I'm going to call it Pentecost and it's called the Feast of Weeks and, and other things but we'll go there now, let's get started in John chapter 5. Now, anybody got any questions, don't hesitate okay. to ask because... No, I, I, I do see that four, four different categories of saints. Okay. Now, the question you keep in your mind, are they all resurrected at the same time? And no. the answer is no. Couldn't be. 
okay, when, how are they not resurrected? When is the first resurrection? What is the first resurrection? That's what we're going to get to. John chapter 5. And they've taken John out of my Bible. Uh, pick it up about verse uh, 28. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. And come forth. Stop. Put a P.S. there. But not at the same time. Okay, keep going. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Okay, now who has done, there's a definite article, the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. What's the good? Go over to verse 6, chapter, verse 28 and 29. Chapter 6? Yeah. Uh, then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. The only way you can take part in the first resurrection is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. What's the bad? John 3.18. Go back to a couple of verses. 3.18? Uh-huh. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Okay, the only way you could not go in the first resurrection... Is not believing. Right. You, if you believe in it, you're going to take part of the first resurrection. Now, we just seen that there's three, four groups of saints. Now, what is a saint? A believer. But all of them are not church age believers. See what you just read a moment ago. In Christ is the future tense. The Old Testament saint cannot be in Christ. That's right. The Holy Spirit had not come as the indwelling Holy Spirit, He had come as the helping Holy Spirit before the day of Pentecost. Before the day of Pentecost. Now, how about if we pre-trib rapture people, and I think we all are, the tribulation saints cannot be in Christ because the rapture's already happened. Well, how about the millennial saints? What happens to them at the end of the millennial? Now, that's going to surprise a lot of people. I'm not going to talk about that until probably next week. Well, there's two types of them people, isn't it? Yes. Now, there's two resurrections. We just one's, already, one's already passed and one that made it, made it to it in their flesh. No, that's not resurrection. That's judgment. Now go ahead and ask that question again. Uh, people entering uh, from out of the tribulation into the millennium uh, kingdom that are still alive. <coughs> even though. Physically formed. Even physical though. Form. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we're going to talk about that later. But now they don't They don't partake in a resurrection. Because they don't die. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, a, a the ones that, the, the, the goats is going to die and be cast into hell mm-hmm. at the second coming. What happened to the sheep? They're going to go over into the millennial, and I don't want to get into this right now, and repopulate. Mm-hmm. They have to, see, it has to be physical human beings to repopulate the millennial. Yep. Okay, Absolutely. what happens to those people? Now, leave that standing, because we're going to get ahead of, ahead of ourselves right here. Uh, they wind up fighting in Armageddon, ain't they? Mm-hmm. No, Armageddon's over. Armageddon's over at that time, yeah. Don't confuse the tribulation okay. with the millennial. <laughs> Now, we're going to talk just briefly. Now, I don't want to get into what Joe was talking about when he was here the the other night about when Jesus was crucified. Mm. Go to Leviticus 23. And this is the feast days. And this is the feast days. You know, there were seven major, major things. 
and the first was Passover, and Jesus was crucified on the 14th of Nisan, that's April, whatever year that was. And I believe you can prove from Daniel to 32 AD. <clears throat> but regardless, read verses 9 and 10. Now the first verse, after he was resurrected, then came the feast of the Lord every day. Mm -hmm. Now the feast is Moab, and it means appointed time. And Jesus came, and we, we, I'm not going to go through all this. He fulfilled the first four feasts, <coughs> or the first three feasts. We'll leave Pentecost out just a moment. He fulfilled Passover, unleavened bread, and first fruits at his first coming, to the very day, to the very many. Yep. Now, read verses 9 and 10, or 8, 9, and 10 in Leviticus, Leviticus 23. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord of seven days, and the seventh day is the holy uh, convocation. <laughs> That's important time. Uh, ye shall do uh, no servile work therein, uh -huh. and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, speak unto, the, speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, when ye become unto the land which I give unto you, and shall reap harvest thereof, then ye shall bring the sheaf of the sheaf of the first fruits. First fruits. Okay, let's just stop right there. What is the first fruits? I guess it'll be right the, the best. Well, now this was it was the grain harvest. This was the barley harvest that happened for in in uh, April. Okay. Now, what was that signified? A sheaf is a bundle with more than one grain. He give his give God his first. Or? Well, that is part of it. Okay. But he waved them before the Lord to signify there was a greater harvest coming. And that was the wheat harvest 50 days later at the Feast of Weeks. Now, Pentecost just means 50. Yeah. 50 days later, said the greater harvest was coming. Now, did Jesus fulfill that part? The Pentecost, the church? No, no, let's leave that out, Pentecost. Did he, did he fulfill this feast of first fruit? Yes. Okay, go to Matthew 27, 51 and 52. Now let Bob explain this to us. Take me a few minutes to get there. My throat, <laughs> my throat is really screwed up right no, now. No, you can drink a little stuff. It'll help you. <coughs> 27 what? Matthew 27, 51 52, I believe. That's correct. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, good. Now, I want you all to think about this for a moment. I guarantee you... I'm not going to do that. Go ahead. You want me to read it? Or? Yeah, go ahead. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain in two from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Okay, now the saints, those saints have to be the Old Testament saints. The church had to be organized at that time. Now what did that represent? Now that's fulfilling the feast of first fruits. What did he say to do to, to the wave sheaves, waving before the Lord, signifying there's a greater harvest coming? What was this representing? This was signified as a, as a greater resurrection coming. Okay. What was this resurrection? Or what would it be? We haven't seen it yet. The rapture of the church. Okay. That is the church age saints is what he's talking about. Which the church hadn't even been created at this time. 
it won't be created until 50 days later mm -hmm. at the Feast of Pentecost. Now, that was the first century. We're living in the very last part of the end of the church age. Now, let me see how I can put this to make more sense. Uh, the Old Testament saints at this time was all it was. There wasn't anything else. Now, at Pentecost, the church at church was born. Now, a lot of people believe that the rapture is going to take place. Now, remember, all these has to be, the feast day has to be fulfilled by Jesus to the very day. Now, a lot of people believe the rapture is going to take place on trumpets. Some others believe on the Feast of Tabernacles. Some of the other feast days. I'm going to give you a little P.S. here. And don't <coughs> take this as doctrine, but just keep this in mind. Suppose the Feast of Unleavened Bread is only half fulfilled. And I'm going to go by Enoch, by, by what I'm about to say. What if the rapture fulfills the Feast of Pentecost? Totally. Sure. Enoch, according to biblical, not biblical, but Jewish standards, and they can prove this, Enoch, now you know he's taken. He was, he was right. raptured. That's right. And they say that he was born on the Feast of Pentecost, on the 6th of Saban, June. <clears throat> now, this cannot be proven. So don't teach this as doctrine. They, they teach that he was raptured on his birthday, on the 6th of Saban. If the church was born on the 6th of Saban, would it be possible that he could be raptured on his birthday? It's possible. Um, I would. Huh? That's a heck of a notion. We would. What would we do with the fall feast if that were the case? Well, they probably apparently apply to Israel. Now, the tabernacles apply to the millennium. Uh, of course, atonement applies to the second coming to Israel. Now, most people will teach that the trumpet is the rapture. And they may be right, by the way. I'm not saying they're not right. They may be. But apparently it applies, could apply to Israel also. I'll tell you just what I think on the trumpets, the ten virgins of Matthew 25, five wise, five foolish, at midnight the cry rang out. Mm -hmm. The bridegroom's coming, get ready. I think that's, I, this is my personal belief. That's what. That's the fulfillment of trumpets. But we're not taken just yet. You get up, trim your lamps, make yourselves ready. And so, half of them, their lamps won't burn. Would they be the sheep and the goats? No. Well, they're no. they're the. No, some the, some had no. the Holy Spirit, ready, ready. and some did not. Let me. And, um, and then, what are they doing during the the time between at midnight the cry rang out? and then he's taken in. There's a little bit of time lapse there. They're making themselves ready. They're repenting, and this is what the Jewish people are doing in those days of all. I mean, we're, if that's a parallel, the church, after being told, get ready, he's coming. We're just trimming our lamps, we're getting ready. And then I think the seven days that you stay in a little room and tabernacles is indicative of being raptured and taken away seven years. That's That's... My okay. current view. Okay. Let me ask you, 
are all ten versions saved or all, five of them saved and five of them lost? Okay, let me ask you, why do you say they were lost? What happened to the lambs? They went out. out. They went out. (laughs) Okay, they went out. What is oil a type of Holy Spirit? Spirit. Did they lose the Holy Spirit? Yes, sir. I think they didn't have it. I don't think they had it, Holy Spirit. I think they just, from Matthew 7, 21, thought they were saved and weren't. I think he's all saved. I think all ten of them are saved. Now that's possible, yeah. but the ones that didn't have the oil were told to go buy it, uh-huh. and then when they come back, they did not make it in. He said, "I don't know you," but they that, have they're dwelling in darkness. Then that light, the half of is cast in the outer darkness. Yeah, half of them cast in the outer but not lost. But not lost. But, but not lost. I, I can I agree with that. Now, when it I says when it says, "I know you not," that's not the same word as "I never knew you." I know you're not as I've never had. You don't have fellowship with me. You don't communicate with me. You never talk to me. Now, I've never known you. Certainly, those people will never say. Now, let's keep going. Any, any questions on the first resurrection? There's four stages to the first resurrection. Do you know what they are? Rehashing. Somebody said, I taught, and I've heard this a lot, that the rapture of the church is the first resurrection. No, but. Now, remember that but. A person told me the other day, Sunday, well, Jesus Christ is the first resurrection. No, but. Go to Matthew, to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. And remember, we're talking about the first fruits, right? That, now, what does first fruits mean? It's an event that happens with the idea that there's something greater coming. He was, it, this, and what it is, is just the first thing to happen. Do you see what I'm saying? But the, the, the bigger thing is coming later. Getting it first and giving God his first is yeah. significant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Read uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 20. You got it, James? I don't. 15 and 20. Um... But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits okay. of them that slept. That's verse 20. Okay. Now read verse 23 and 24. But every man in his own order. That's, that's the only thing. Okay. Jesus is the first fruit, right? But everybody else. That's, now we're talking about believers. Now the, the second resurrection is it's a millennium. One time deal. The second resurrection is event. The or the first resurrection is a category. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> now, everyone, but everyone in his own order, right? Christ first. He now he's, has he been resurrected? Jesus. Yes. Stage one of the first resurrection. Has the rapture happened? Nope. No, sir. I hope not. not <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's stage two of the first resurrection. Now, you can pick that up in First Thessalonians chapter 4 and, and First Hold Corinthians up. chapter 15. Yeah. You, you can read those things. Now, what about stage 3? Now, I'm going to put a PS here. A lot of people believe, and they're probably right, that the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11, at the midpoint of the tribulation, is stage 3 of the first resurrection. What about the 144? They don't, they're not resurrected. They no, never they die. Go, they go in living. Mm-hmm. They never die. And those witnesses... Enoch and Moses, 
They were on the Mount of Transfiguration, not yeah. Enoch, Elijah and Moses. Yeah. Elijah and Moses, yeah. I, I, I always thought it was their now, logic in Enoch because it says they've never died. Well, you take taking Hebrews mm-hmm. 9, 27, a kindly, and I'm not being hateful, I don't mean to be out of context, it says it's appointed a man once to die, yeah. and after that's a judgment. It don't mean that you're going to be die, you do, uh, die once. How many times will Lazarus die? At least twice. How many times did Jerry's daughter die? So don't build doctrine on that one. Well, you're right about that. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it like that. So don't build doctrine on that. What that means in Hebrews 9, 27, once you die, law, that, that word judgment is, is not the bema seed. It's right. damnation. And it says once you die, you stay lost. If you die lost, you stay lost. It does away with purgatory, reincarnation, and the whole bit. On the subject of the foolish virgins being saved, let me let me throw something in because <clears throat> I think you're right about that. Okay. This is in I'm in the NIV. This is Luke 12, chapter 12, and it's like verse 35. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "Be dressed and ready for service." Who wasn't dressed? The Laodicean church. I don't think they get raptured. Be dressed and ready for service. Keep your lamps burning. Whose lamps weren't burning? Uh-huh. Foolish virgins. Uh-huh. Dress ready for service. Keep your lamps burning like men waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet. Right. They did not make the wedding banquet. So that when he comes and knocks, what did he say to the Laodicean church? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. There's right. a lot of connections here. Uh-huh. They can immediately open the door for him. It will be good for those servants whose master finds them watching when he comes. I tell you the truth. He will dress himself to serve and will have them recline at the table and will come and wait on them. That table right there, right. that picture. That's a long table. It's on, on the clock there. I, I, when I thought about this, I thought about being seated at that table and saying, Pass the butter. And you see that hand? Right. And the damage done. Something else. But see, these these were not. He's referring to somebody there that wasn't dressed, didn't have her lamps burning. Uh-huh. And, uh, you now, know. the only way these five of these verses could be lost is if they could lose their salvation. Because if all represent the Holy Spirit, and it does, they had the Holy Spirit because the lamps at one time was burning, or they wouldn't have gone out, right? That is true. Yeah. They didn't have enough. I guess. They didn't have. They, they didn't use it <clears throat> wisely. Lose your salvation blaspheming while the spirit's moving. No, I don't think blaspheming against the Holy Spirit can be happening today at all. Now, if you're in the tribulation period, taking the mark of the beast can be counted as as an unpardonable sin. But I think right now in the church age, the only way you commit commit the unpardonable sin is die lost. That's the only way you can commit the unpardonable sin. <clears throat> the sin unto death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. That John talks about. Okay, now we know the rapture is only for the church. The, the people that's in Christ. The dead in Christ. Right? How, how did we, when Ray comes back, I want to comment on what he said to 144,000. I want to explain to him. Yeah. Okay. Now. The rapture of the church is the dead in Christ. The Old Testament saints cannot be in Christ because they wasn't here when the Holy Spirit came as they dwell in the Holy Spirit. 
And the tribulation saints cannot be in Christ's dream either if the pre-trib rapture is biblical, and I believe it is. We're taken out before that happens. So the dead in Christ is the same, uh, got the same Holy Spirit as the Old Testament saints had. So they're resurrected at a different time. So this is seen, the two witnesses, is stage three of the first resurrection. <coughs> the Old Testament saints is stage four. Go to Daniel chapter 12, the first three verses. Daniel 12. Uh-huh. Now when it says in that day, that's talking about the end of the tribulation. And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people, Jewish people. Uh Uh-huh, Jewish people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered every one that shall be found written in the book. Okay. Can we keep going? Yeah, next verse. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth... Now what does sleep mean? That's dead, right? (laughs) Okay. ...shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now that's talking about the two resurrections, but we're, we're focusing now on the first resurrection. They are resurrected at that time. Go back up to verse... 40 of chapter 11 is at that time that's at the end of the tribulation at that time of the end shall the king of the south and, and he goes on and talks about Armageddon okay now this resurrection is at the end of the tribulation okay. when the Old Testament saints are resurrected yeah. now that leaves one more group the tribulation saints and and this, do this very carefully go to Revelation chapter 19 uh, 20 Break this one down real good. Uh, 11. Chapter 20, verse 4. Verse 4. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. Now, judgment means authority. And that's probably talking about the church age saints that's come back with Christ. But go ahead. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded. Now, we know who that is. Yeah, okay, go ahead. I'm for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Okay, now read the next one real slow, verse 5. But the rest of the dead lived not. Now, who, well, buddy, who's that? Who's the rest of the dead? They weren't saints. The non believers. Right. They were resurrected when? At the end of the millennium. White throne. At the right throne. Now read the next sentence. Until, see, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Now, stop and read that again, but put the last sentence first. This is the first resurrection, but the rest of the dead lived not until the thousand years were finished. (coughs) Okay. The question that comes up, when is the first resurrection? We see this four stages, right? We're yeah, stages. we certainly know that 
the wicked dead at the end of the millennium is not the first resurrection. Absolutely. We know that. So this does this not tell you that right here, at this point in time, at the beginning of the millennium, the first resurrection is over? Mm, yeah. Yep. It, it's plain, right? Mm-hmm. You agree? Now, this is the question. Bob, I'm going to ask you. Look at that sore throat. <laughs> what happens to the millennial saints at the end of the millennial? They go to New Jerusalem. That's my belief. I, I'm Charles Ryrie here in his Ryrie Study Bible on verse t- 15 of chapter 20. He says, and this white throne judges basically that 15 says and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire mm-hmm. um, and he says well that's everybody there wasn't anybody's name that no, was found. No, uh, yeah I know I don't believe that either I mean why even have this why even have this hearing you know if you're if you're a judge all you are is a hanging judge and you're going to hang everybody that comes through you Little gateway, I mean, why even be there? Just send them on to the gallows. Okay, hold your thought right here just a moment. Now, everybody understands the first three stages, or four stages of the first resurrection. Old Testament saints and the tribulation and, and the church age saints are not the same thing. They're saved. Some, one sealed with the Holy Spirit, the other has been just saved. Same with the tribulation saints. Uh, okay, go to Matthew 25. Now this is what you saw about a moment ago. Verse 31. I'm going to answer you, Ray, I'm going to ask, answer your question in just a moment to show you the scripture about the 144,000. Uh, read the first two or three verses. And I was afraid and went and hid. Now, chapter, now Matthew 25. 31. 31. Oh, my fault. Okay. Sorry. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all. all now, the you mind if I butt in a little? Now, what's this? When the Son of Man comes in his glory. That's the second coming. When he comes back to earth. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, comes in all his glory and, and all the holy angels with him. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all the nations. That's and Gentiles. Shall, that, 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 nations always means Gentiles. And he that, shall separate them one from another. The shepherd divided his sheep uh, at, from the goats. Okay, now let's put this in context. The sheep are the believers that survived the tribulation in their physical bodies. The goats are the ones that survived the tribulation, which are non-believers in their physical bodies. Now what happened to the goats? Read verse 41. Separation. 41. Mm-hmm. Then shall he, he uh, say also unto them on the left hand, That's depart, depart from me, ye, cur- ye cursors, cursors into uh, everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. Now, what happened to the non believers that survived the tribulation in the physical body? They're cast into hell, right? Yep. In the physical body. In the physical body. Oh, in in the physical body. What happens to the sheep that's a believer? Read verse uh, 3 and 4. 3 and 4? Yeah. Of what chapter? 25. Sit right where we was at. Now that's at 10 virgins. 
And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Keep going. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Okay, now, the sheep, the believers, to survive the tribulation, the physical body, he said, come and enter, inherit, means enter into the kingdom. What are they going to do? Now, we know at the end of the tribulation, at the millennium, at the end of the millennium, there's going to be multitudes, no matter the number, that Satan is let loose to deceive. Mm -hmm. Where do they come from? Well, the, the wicked people born of all kinds of people who living in the human beings living in the millennial age. Okay, these sheep goes in to repopulate. They have children. They have children. They have children. How many people will be born in a thousand years? We don't know. Lots of Especially know. since they can live that long. Yeah. Like okay. 10, 10, now, 12. say half of them are saved. Not pushing the issue. Say half of them are saved. Half of them is lost. What happens to them? now the ones that go in? Can they die? Yeah. Yeah, oh, they're still in their human body, right? Yeah, but this is where the, the issue comes in. When is the first resurrection over? It's the second coming, we just read in, in Revelation 5. <clears throat> the first resurrection is over when Jesus comes back to earth and raises the tribulation saints, right? Remember? Mm -hmm. yeah. Revelation 20, verse 5 and 6. See, that says, uh, but the rest of the dead lived not until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Okay, the first resurrection at that point in time is over. Right? Okay. If the believers, if the millennial saints that entered into the millennium as believers, and they are believers, they were judged because of how they treated the 144,000. Yeah. If they die, and if there's no more first resurrection, it's impossible. Well, they're going to be at that white throne judgment, right? No. Believers will never be there. The lost will be there. <coughs> um, so people that die are going to be people that mess up during the, tribute, during the millennium. The people that die during the millennium are only lost people. Mm -hmm. Right. The ones that enter into, and the ones that are born down the line that are believers, can never die. So are you agreeing with Charles Ryrie that uh, White Throne Judgment, there will be nobody found righteous and let to live? Absolutely. Sure. You're, you're believing that? That's the only lost people. Yeah, it's the only lost people. I, I believe personally uh, that, you know, let's say you're a young man, and in that age, a young man could be 100. Yeah. And you haven't, you haven't lived incorrectly. You've lived to serve the Lord. What happens to you when that white throne judgment comes. Well, if you're a believer and serve the Lord and accepted the Lord, you'll transfer. Now, let me get back to your question, Ray. You, you talked about 144,000. At the rapture, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Now, the dead, who's the dead? The people that died, right? That's the resurrection. But we that are alive and remain will be caught up together with them. That's the rapture. We're transformed. We're not resurrected because we're not dead. That's the same thing that's going to happen here at the end of the millennial. These believers, all through, is going to be transformed into glorified bodies, not resurrected into glorified bodies. So you think 
They don't die. They don't die. They can't die. Because there's no more first resurrection. Well, at what point would God determine this one I'm going to go ahead and translate? Because, because they were believers. And, and God knows who's believers and not. So just upon becoming a believer in the millennial age, at whatever age you're at, you or you, he would translate you then and there. At the end of the millennium. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my opinion. And if what that happens at the White Throne, he would, you know, he's looking to see whose names are in the book. Yep. And it, it says, and whosoever was not found written mm-hmm. in the book. Of now, who life, put your names in the book? Father, the Lord Himself, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, who's wait a now you say the Lord or Jesus? Which one do we talk about? Jesus. Okay. Okay. Does, well, does God do any judging? No. He's committed it to Christ. Yep. Well, the people that die early and the Holy Spirit does the same because it says it is a shame that it occurs a hundred years. Yeah, that's people I guess that that uh, are judged because Christ is ruling with a rod of iron. And you mess up. Yeah, and so you end up to walk around judgment. Yeah, but there was surely there will be. Well, we do think so. Surely there will be many reach that millennial, the end of that millennial age in their human bodies. Well, sure. Who are not uh, uh, wicked believers? Well, no, the, who are believers? They are. Yeah, they're but, there, and it's but like, they can't die, or there's no more first resurrection. If you die, you're going to be resurrected. Well, then, that, then we'd have a rapture happening there. Well, it may, a, be, it may be kind of a, on that same style. There's a huge insurrection at the end of the millennium, right? Mm-hmm. Because the devil's loose. He goes out to deceive the nation. One last time. And about half uh-huh. or more uh-huh. are. It says that, uh, that you can't even number the people that come. This time it's not against Jerusalem, it's against the Lord God. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. And he zaps them right there on the spot. Right. And that's when Michael wrestles the. No, but no, he is right, looking in a book here in verse fifteen. He's looking in a book, and he's looking for names. He's looking for names in that book, right? And you come up and you say, "What you know, uh, you know, James Knuckles? Uh, you, did you, uh, you know, or have you followed the Lord? You, you know, and, and I would think you have. Like Jerry points out, if you haven't, you don't even make it. You die, according to. Well, Isaiah, Isaiah like 65 is where you see. Now, let's get that straight now. If you openly sin, you die. Right. If you sin, it wouldn't be nobody for Satan to deceive. Right, because they're all sinners. They're, yeah. But, yeah, yeah I mean, true. like, like you're not going to get away with murder or extortion. No, if you openly or sin, even you disobey your parents, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But now, these people, are gonna live Revelation long. chapter 20, verse 7 and 8 and 9. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. Now, why is he released? It's going to take you the next two verses. <clears throat> and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And read verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast of the fa- and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever. Okay, now what happens to these people that's non-believers is in the last sentence of verse 9. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Okay. That's what happened 
No, there'll be some wicked dead dying during the millennial age. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be... They like, already in, yeah. So I like how all these verses just build up. And like Satan's got all this going. He's got this multitude. And God doesn't even spend a third of a verse getting rid of it here. <laughs> <laughs> it don't take it long, does it? <laughs> but see, see, while they can't die, the believers cannot die because the first resurrection is over. Yeah. It's over at the end of the tribulation. <clears throat> Where's the second resurrection? Right here. At uh, when they are. In verse 11 through 14. Okay, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books <clears throat> according to their works. How would you guys like to be standing before God to be judged on what you've done? <laughs> Even knowing I'm saved, I, I mean, I know I'll be at the Bema seat. No. Yeah, but you won't be here. But uh, these people are going to be judged by their works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and that's why Hitler <coughs> would be judged. Oh, yeah. <coughs> and the little old lady next door that never accepted Christ. And the sea gave up the dead to which raised it, and death and Hades. You know what death and Hades, in this context, what it means? Death is the soul. Hades is, I mean, death is the body. Hades is the soul. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Okay, go ahead. And delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Okay. That that says to me, again, he's looking in a book for certain names. And he, I, I think there's going to be people there. Well, my name's in there. You see my name in there. Yes. Okay, stand by. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been in there since now, before. Now, you may be world. cast out of the book of life. Yeah. The Absolutely. Book, the book of life is just people that lived, right? The book of life, well, I'm not, we don't have time to go there. In Revelation chapter 17, verse uh, 12, I believe, a 10, somewhere. Your name's written in the book of life from the foundation of the earth. Before you was born. Right. Can it be blotted out? Absolutely. You can be blotted <laughs> out. If, you're, if you die as a non-believer, that erases your name from the book of life. Now, I want to ask you this question. Don't get into it. Don't even think about it. Is the book of life, the Lamb's book of life, the same book? Mm-hmm. Yes. I always thought it was. I was reading something. The book of life was the book of the living, the people that are living, and everybody who would live. And then the Lamb's book, he, he puts your name in there when you're, you're sealed by his Holy Spirit. That probably is right. I tell you right now, <coughs> your name is written in the book of life. From the foundation of the earth, before he's even born, Christ knew it. It could be blotted out by dying, lost, or past that point of no return. Whatever, only Christ knows that. It's possible that your name could be transferred as a believer into the Lamb's Book of Life, which can never be blotted out yeah. once you become a believer. Right Amen. now, that's a possibility. I want to build solid doctrine on that, but it seems that's sweet. But what, the key thing I was wanting to see here, why the people enter into the millennium, that repopulated it, mm-hmm. the sheep can never die mm-hmm. because they can never be resurrected. Into the first resurrection. Yeah. Yeah. They can be resurrected into the second resurrection, but they're believers. Mm-hmm. And enter into the new Jerusalem which sits down out of heaven. 
that book of Enoch, as I listen to it, I have not found anything that's just blatantly against what the Bible says. Uh-huh. It seems plausible, I'll just say that, but there's a lot in there that fills in some, some gaps. That cat's in the cat's in the Christmas tree. Oh boy. Sorry. Well, Yeah, one of them. Uh, Ray, I want one one quick thing. You said there's 144,000. Are they resurrected? No. Now, remember at the rapture, we got the same thing going on. When it says the dead in Christ shall rise first. The dead in Christ are are dead people. Right? Then we that are alive and remain, that's the people that hasn't died should be caught up. The word caught up and transformed is the same word. In other words, we're going to be changed into a glorified body and be with him forever. The dead in Christ. That's what happens to 104,000. They never die, but they're translated into the glorified body at the end of the millennium. Let's ask one question about, and I, we're over time, but I want to ask this. Um, these that were uh, come out of the graves when Jesus, okay. you know, right after he was uh, resurrected, uh-huh. they came out. Would they die again? Good point. Good point. Nobody knows. You'll never get an answer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm serious. You'll never get an answer. They came out while he was on the cross, didn't they? No. They came out after he was resurrected. That okay. That's what it's And that, Josephus it's wrote about that, that yeah. temple veil. According to Josephus, that thing was about that thick. I've heard 18 inches long. It's like splitting a concrete wall, uh, yeah. except tougher, probably. Yeah. And the word rent has a more of a connotation of destroyed than it does Sliced. torn. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In other words, it gives us the access to God. Right, there's no, mo- no more veil between us and the mm-hmm. Holy of Holies. That's what, wrong, that's what the Hebrews is all about. Yeah. But now, to ask you a question, Dave, don't know. <laughs> if you ask me what do you believe, I think the, I think it's kind of like the transfiguration issue. Okay. And they went back to heaven. Okay. That's, that's my belief. Okay. Don't build doctrine on it. You may lose some money. <laughs> what about Riley Boys? What about Lazarus? Oh, he died well, he again. He died again. Yeah. He so died yeah. twice. He yeah. died twice. Now, he was resuscitated. Yeah. That's a little difference in resurrection. If you're ever resurrected, you can't die again. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in Revelation 6, verse 9, and when he opened the, the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that... Had been beheaded? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, for the, and for the testimony that they held. Who, who, who were they? The tribulation saints. Yeah. Tribulation. People, That's a tribulation. I think once the rapture occurs, it's going to be a major wake-up call. We have no idea what. To millions of people at a major wake-up call. We have no idea what. To <coughs> we can read about it. We can hear about it. We have no idea how bad that's going to be. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. We won't be here. We will. We will be watching Mezzanine. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was awesome. A lot of people are getting saved. Do you kind of understand the first Did that make any sense? I love this. This is maybe one of the best studies we've had. Period. It's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of there.
One of the things that speaks about us, deception in the end days is going to be rampant. Oh, yeah. And this AI thing coming down, I think, is going to have a big, big part. Well, I do too, Joe. I do too. I'm sorry, Joe. Joe's mixed up. Just call him Joe Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called worse. <laughs> All right, let's close. Okay. Yes, right? You, you don't have to hold my hand. Yeah, the week before you can download it. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Do that where I can download it. I'll just email it to you. Yeah. Oh, boy, that cat's going to have to get out of here. All right. Uh, I'm going to close this. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this amazing study and what has been revealed, what has been learned. We just pray, God, you be with us and let our minds be open and understanding of what you have taught us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Gang, I've enjoyed it. I have too. Now,